Welcome to the Whole Self Podcast, where we talk about various mental health topics with an emphasis on the body, mind, and spirit connection. Our goal is to empower our listeners with the knowledge and tools needed to embark on their own healing journey. A gentle reminder that this podcast is not a substitute for therapy, and we encourage you to seek out your own therapy if needed. Hi, welcome to the Whole Self Podcast. I'm Sharon Wegman, and today I'm joined by our amazing office or administrator, the ruler of all things (laughs) at Wellsprings. This is Mandy. Mandy, introduce yourself. Hi. So I guess normally you hear my voice in our intro and our outro because I'm normally the person recording and editing the podcast. So I sit on the other side of the computer for these conversations. And then today I get to be a part of a conversation. That's right. She's going to interview me because we have a lot of things going on here at Wellsprings, which we'll talk about at the end. And so today we're going to do part two on... Um, dealing with your emotionally unhealthy parents. Um, part one was what is an emotionally mm-hmm. unhealthy parent? What does it look like? We explained all the different behaviors like rationalization, pride, mm-hmm. fantasy, avoiding religious excuses. Go back and listen to that one if you haven't so you understand what we're talking about. Yes. But today, um, Mandy's going to pull from me um the strategies for dealing with an emotionally unhealthy parent. Right, because last time we went through what they might look like to kind of help you name if you might have an emotionally unhealthy parent and kind of recognize those patterns. But I feel like now we kind of get to figure out what do you do next? So after you might recognize some of these patterns with your parents, what's the next step? So I think for, you know, one of the things I see repeatedly for people is... (laughs) We always are hoping that our parents will be the parents we need them to be, Mm. whatever that looks like. And so I often find that once people understand boundaries or understand what's happening, they continue to try and have conversations hoping that the end result will be different. And that doesn't work. Yeah, because I feel like we... Growing up, I mean, your parents are what you know, so you maybe inherently think that they're rational people and think that, oh, they might understand when I approach them with this boundary or approach them with this big thing. But as we identified in our last podcast, that's not always the case, right? No, it's not always the case. And because if they haven't done their therapeutic work, which we talked about regularly, we're still going to be hitting that same wall. And it's that magical thinking that maybe the... um, immature parent has developed in us that if we say it differently Mm -hmm. they will listen Mm -hmm. if we behave differently they will listen which is what they told us in some measure growing up so that's an ongoing struggle for people and we just need to develop strategies to work around the fact that these people are not going to change until Mm -hmm. they're ready yeah Yeah, so for our strategies, um, the first one we have is find the emotional age of your parent and create and communicate boundaries based on that emotional age. So Sharon, how do you identify an emotional age in a parent? (laughs) I often will say to people, how does this person behave? Think about, you know, eight years old, six years old. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if I ask people in the process of healing, they can say, I feel like I'm 12, but your parents are not going to say, I feel like I'm 12 because they're not, they're they're not emotionally (laughs) aware. But 
So I'm often asking if we can actually identify, oh, that person's really eight years old emotionally due to whatever happened, or that person's 15 years old due to whatever happened. It kind of helps understand, helps us understand the strategy that we need to have in approaching them. Yeah. And I think that reminds me of our one podcast episode we did, I think it was Know Thy Parents Trauma, where we Ooh, talked about like good. when we know what our parents went through, we can maybe identify and not, it doesn't even have to be a conversation with them, but you can kind of think, oh, well, I know of this traumatic thing that happened in my mom's life at this age. Oh, I kind of see that she's acting that age. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Again, understanding it is part of understanding your own emotional math. I understand who I am by understanding who they are. But Mm. that doesn't mean I change my boundaries or my own emotional health because of their lack of health. Yes. So when it comes to like when you identify that emotional age, how do you kind of go about creating boundaries for that? So I think one of the things that I was going to say is we just really need to plan out what that conversation Mm. realistically is going to look like based on that age. Yes. They're going to throw a temper tantrum. Be prepared. They're going to throw a temper tantrum. They're going to say something aggressive back. Be prepared. That's going to happen. And that's because that's their coping mechanism based on their own childhood. Yeah, and I feel like as a former teacher, I'm not a counselor as a disclaimer, which is why I'm interviewing Sharon on these things. But um, as a teacher, like I think of it too as, you know, if I'm identifying my parent at this emotional age, okay, like how would I treat a child of that age? Absolutely. And kind of going off of boundaries from there. How I would even verbalize it is going to be different between a six-year-old and a 15-year-old. It's going to be different. So you just need to plan out what that conversation would look like realistically. Unfortunately, it's not what we wish it would be. We all want our parents to engage. Everybody Mm -hmm. has that need. I actually think it's like an inborn God need because God put us there to want to have that person nurture us and care for us and that actually pushes us towards him Mm -hmm. you know when we're faith-based but for those of us who don't have that faith we constantly find ourselves a little frustrated and trying to pull that either from our parents or from other people yeah and even the um thinking of i don't you'll have to remind me of the name the monkeys the attachment monkeys ah yes was that bulby's monkeys Yes, bulbies. Look yeah, huge. I, I'm learning a lot from working here, but I feel like that is even proof that we are like even biologically hard, hardwired to want a close relationship with our parents. Absolutely right. Yeah. In the in the in the experiment, well, there's a bulby did this experiment involving monkeys, and he gave them the choice between um, a soft um, piece of cloth that mm-hmm. they could suckle from. But didn't have milk. Yeah, it just had like that soft texture. Right. Or a mesh wire uh, feeding tube that had milk. And the monkeys wanted the nurture. They wanted the soft. And even though they would get the, f- they could get the food from the mesh wire, they always wanted the soft. Yeah, I feel, I think I remember there was a picture of like the monkey clinging to the soft one while stretching over trying to get to the wire one. So. Yeah, so it's it's I, th- I do think it's an inborn need that we have that God put into us in His creation, and it's part of what pushes us towards Him. But it gets convoluted when we have really um, emotionally unhealthy parents. Yeah, because you're recognizing like, oh, this person hurts me, but I still want a relationship with them, and I feel like that can create confusion. Yeah, 
so we also need to evaluate the safety of um, whatever topic that we are going to be talking about. Sometimes I say to people, you need to understand that if it is a vulnerable topic, that person needs to be able to care for it. And I used, I give the analogy in my counseling room is if I have this tender heart, if I've pulled it out of my chest and it's Mm. beating and it's, it's just this amazing thing that's very vulnerable to outside touch, I'm only going to allow really safe people to touch it. But lots of times we keep giving it to unsafe people and it gets crushed and squeezed and it's very painful. So we need to evaluate the safety of whatever relationship, whatever conversation we're going to have. Yeah, and I think you had a good analogy that I heard you use at one point, like even going back to the emotional age of your parents in glass. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, it's it's like you don't hand an eight-year-old. Remember, we've, we've identified... The, the emotional age of this person, you know, is eight, you know, you're not going to hand them a fragile piece of crystal glass. Why? They're not going to take care of it carefully. Yeah. The way they need to. So if I'm understanding correctly, Sharon, then that would, so say I have something I want to bring to my emotionally unhealthy parent. Um, and so I can think through and evaluate or plan that conversation or think of what that conversation might look like. So, you know, I have this hurt that I want to take to them, but in the past I've seen that they can't handle it. Maybe it's safe for me to just keep that to myself and not approach them with that conversation. Absolutely. Um, you just really need to define what, what they can and cannot handle. And Mm. so if it's fragile, you should not be sharing it with an unsafe person, no matter who that unsafe person is there's a verse in proverbs where it says do not cast your pearls before swine Mm. right so if this is this precious vulnerable piece of myself i'm not gonna share it with someone who's not capable of caring for it yeah and i feel like that kind of goes into our next strategy which is about grieving the parent that you wanted because I feel like what we talked about with you have this biological need and this want to have a close relationship but recognizing that oh like I can't go to my mom about these things and that really hurts yeah and as we've already identified your parents don't necessarily have the skills or frankly care to properly care for what you want and and they might say they do yeah but their actions are their truth and that becomes the th- theme of all therapy is like Mm. what is truth is based on actions not words so they might say it but their actions prove they that's not really their truth yeah so you really need to grieve the loss of the parents that you really deserved or needed Mm. it's it's a sad grief and i think it's hard for people because grieving that means i have to release the fantasies tied Mm, to what when these people get healed or when they finally hear me when they finally listen to me how they're going to engage with me and grieving it just puts us really in the place of truth but it's a painful truth yeah so it can be freeing even though it's very very painful it's true i think when we can actually define oh that is just the truth and it's horrible but now I'm going to make a decision differently. That's really what we're doing with our parents. I just said to Mandy about a problem I had in the office this weekend. 
I said, I have to get really upset. (laughs) (laughs) I have to get really mad and sad about something, and then I'll make a brand new rule. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that is. That's kind of how we are feeling about our parents. We want to do it. We want to do it. We want to do it. But eventually we have to deal with the fact that they are who they are. Yeah. And that's a hard truth to face. And I feel like it's okay if it takes you a while to get there. And I think it's an ongoing grieving. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like new events, weddings. That's so true. Holidays. I think it's... It's kind of like, it's a grief that just keeps going. Yeah. Woohoo! yay, right? Yeah, it wasn't that fun. But that is a nice way to lead us to our next point, which is surround yourself with people who are emotionally healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think we can, we're born into a family, but we can create family. Yeah. And we can create that by being with people who are emotionally healthy, people who can sit with us in hard spaces and deal with our hard emotions without minimizing it, without silver lining it, or making it about them. Those are your safe people. I say to people, it's the people who show up when you're your worst. Oh, yeah. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. When you're your worst, those are those your true people. And um, those are the people who are emotionally healthy and or can deal with your own emotional health. Yeah. And so maybe... You know, those would be the people, like, if I have something I want to bring to my parent, but I know that I can't because I know it's not safe, I can instead then bring that to a safe person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then the last thing we want to say was we want to re- um, give go back to make sure that you go listen to our podcast on reparenting. Yes, that was an episode. It was called Know Thy Inner Child, and I think we posted it on January 20th. <laughs> So, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but that one, because I feel like the term reparenting can feel kind of confusing because that's a whole, I feel like inner child work and that is kind of a big, a big thing in itself. So it'd be a great episode to listen to. Yeah, it, it is a lot. And it's a lot of the therapeutic process is really doing inner child work, mm-hmm. um, resolving those wounds from our childhood and that and, and g- extending to the client. And in this case, extending to yourself the validation that your parent can't give you. Like, if you have something amazing, amazing that you're doing and your parent can't validate you, you do feel lost. Yeah. But can you validate yourself? That is an amazing thing, you know? Yeah. Am I only looking at from from them or am I seeing it from other people around me? But I have to be able to reparent myself by giving what a truly healthy parent would give in that situation. Yeah. So obviously, and Mandy is amazing. And as a result of working with six other therapists, we're pretty clear that she understands a lot of things. <laughs> yes. She has a whole different lingo than she had it when she started here. But the reality of it is she's been very helpful to jump in because we've got a variety of things brewing in our office as far as new classes that we've been devoting a lot of energy to. Yeah, and programs. And so we are going to be taking a break from our podcast. Yes. Which is very sad because it's very fun. But we will be back. But during our time away, we're going to be not only developing things here within the practice, like programs and classes, but we're also going to be planning out new content for the podcast. Yeah, so right, let's talk a little bit about the programs in case people want to find out yes. more about the programs. Um, one is a program that I have had on my heart for a long time and I've been working on building. It's on 
helping people who play a role of ministry in a church. That could be a home group leader. That could be a pastor. That could be somebody who has their own 501c3, but they are individuals who need to become more trauma-informed. And what that means is they are can take this class with me and I can coach them on learning what they need to do in order to really be God's hands and feet of healing to their community that they work with. Yeah. And it's a lot of information that most people in ministry have never actually been exposed to. Yes. It's so, I mean, I've helped you work on this, so obviously I, I love it. Like, I think it's it's vital information because I feel like what we see in churches, because the people that this program is for are people who are just in positions of caring for people in a faith-based setting. Um, and I feel like the church does such a great job of addressing the spiritual part of healing, but we have to also recognize that ministry leaders, pastors, you know, those kinds of people didn't receive the same education that counselors did. They do not. And they're often placed in the role of first responders. They're the first people that are contacted in crisis and yet have very little understanding of how to deal with trauma. Yeah. And I think we can recognize the importance of being trauma informed because I feel like we've all been to places in relationships where we're helping someone work through something or we're even just talking to someone about something hard that's going on in their life, but we're seeing them repeat patterns. So we're seeing this person saying, like, I know I shouldn't do this. Like, maybe I know I shouldn't be in relationship with this kind of person, but I just keep choosing this kind of relationship or whatever something is keeping them stuck in a pattern. Yeah, and and I, I would have to say I, I've done this recently with a missionary and in, in training them in that, and they're like, This is like a magic pill when you finally Mm. understand trauma and the way you teach it to me. I now know what to do in so many situations that I never did before. So it's a powerful, um, if you're you're in any type of ministry, even if you just lead a small group, this is going to be very helpful to you and empower your own walk. Oh, yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Another thing that we're currently working on is we're going to be doing some live webinars and offering a a whole workbook for people who are trying to establish healthy boundaries during the holidays, which is so triggering for so many people. So it's a whole, I mean, it's a, it's a workbook that could be worked through by itself, but along with the workbook, you get the chance to come to a live webinar with a we'll call them a boundaries coach um, Mm -hmm. to kind of talk through the material that you can ask questions to. And it's kind of just all about keeping your peace around the holidays, because even if it's, you know, whether you have intense family members, whether you have, you know, budget changes for this year and you kind of have to do gifts differently, it's how you can really respect yourself and your needs during the holidays, which can be tough. Yeah, it's 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 the most triggering time of the year, quite frankly. And, yes. <laughs> and and so I think it's so important if you're if that's something that's you know keep checking our social media yes. because we're going to be posting on that more. We're yeah. excited to release that because we just want to help people. That's all we want to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Joanna has been working on a body image program, so we're excited about that. Yes. Yeah, she's we, our counselor who works with a lot of body image clients anxiety she does amazing work with young adults yeah um really good stuff so we have a lot of 
limited we have we don't have a lot we have limited energy (laughs) we have limited energy and it has to be devoted to the current project so we're going to take a break on podcast for a period of time we will resume if you make sure that you subscribe so you can see the next time that we are coming up with a new podcast you'll be able to see it if you if we Uh subscribe and um and if you follow us on social media as well, we're on Instagram at Whole Self Therapist, which that is all in our uh, the show notes. You can find that information. But also, like if there's a topic that you would like us to discuss on the podcast, you can DM us on Instagram or find us on Facebook and shoot us a message and let us know what you want to hear. And that because we're gonna also going to be planning out content for when we come back, so that would be we'd love to hear what you might want to learn about. Absolutely. And I would say if you have a choice between Facebook and Instagram, we have a lot more material on Instagram, a lot more videos, Mm -hmm. otherwise known as reels. (laughs) I'm just saying that for the older people. (laughs) So go on Instagram because I think that's our more uh, populated page with information and tools and things. For sure. And um, if you're interested in any of the information on some of these classes and programs that we talked about, you can also visit our website, which is wellspringssolutions.com. And that will have um, all our information for our classes there. Okay. So thanks so much. Thanks for Mandy for joining me. She did a great job. This was fun. (laughs) Have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Any resources or links from today's episode can be found in our show notes. Original music in this episode is by Christopher Burkholder.